Welcome to Digitizing B2B, the B2B e-commerce podcast where we explore key trends on digital transformation for B2B businesses. I'm today's host, Jari Carter, and on this episode, we'll be joining April Braun, Director of Marketing at Werner Electric, as she gives us a step-by-step walkthrough on how her company implemented an e-commerce solution and how they overcame the struggles along the way. Let's begin. Uh, Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digitizing B2B with Jari Carter. I'm here today with April Braun, Director of Marketing at Werner Electric. Uh, April, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks, Jari. I'm so happy to have you. I'm really excited to talk with you. Um, This spurred from, you know, a couple handful of conversations that, that you and I have had Um, about uh, B2B e-commerce, and I've been really just impressed with your perspective, the depth of understanding you have, and kind of the journey that you've been on um, with B2B e-commerce, which you're you're doing now at at, uh, Werner. And tell us, I guess before we get started, just to kind of level set for folks, tell us a little bit about Werner. Yeah, thanks, Jari. Um, You know, Werner is really just at the root, a B2B model. We're an electrical distributor. We're headquartered in Cottage Grove, Minnesota. We have six branches that span Minnesota and Wisconsin. Uh, next year, we're going to be celebrating our 100th anniversary. So we've been around for a little bit of a time, and we've had tremendous growth. We have a little over 350 employees. I think there are a lot of businesses out there just like us, like most distributors and even manufacturers to some extent, right? We have hundreds of suppliers, thousands of customers, and tens and hundreds of thousands of products. You know, the challenge that we have is that we've built this business um, over a series of time, growing rapidly over the last five years, and, you know, doing stuff systematically is somewhat challenging for us. So I have found through talking with lots of other folks in the same space uh, and even other businesses that are very much like us, this is what's happening to a lot of the B2B uh, businesses that are out there trying to figure out how to wrangle some of this stuff. So Werner, I don't think is any different than many. Uh, we might be bigger, we might be smaller, but I, I think a lot of us are going through some of the same um, growing pains as our customers are needing more. And the requirement for digitization is just becoming table stakes for a B2B operation. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, and I think you know, you and I have talked about this, that there just needs to be a conversation going in, in the B2B e-commerce world. I think so many companies are really siloed and trying to kind of figure this out, you know, on their own. I, I think, you know, you um, you have a perspective about kind of sharing, you know, what you've learned and, and uh, allowing other people to do the same. So I guess let's maybe back up before we get into kind of what you've done there at uh, Werner. I'd love to just understand how you arrived um, to lead marketing there and, and what your background is. You know, I have an interesting background. I haven't come here and lots of folks in distribution really have grown their roots here. I, I came from manufacturing for over 20 years. Um, I worked for large publicly held companies, multi-million dollar global operations um, from 3M to Ford to Ingersoll Rand. And this is where, um, you know, I have a, a varied background of sales and marketing and dabbled in finance and operations based off of different roles I've taken. And so, you know, really coming up through a different environment than distribution, I've worked with distribution 
uh, my whole career, but I've never worked in distribution. And so this was really my opportunity to literally take bits and bits of everything that I've done over the last 20 years and apply it here. And that to me was very exciting to be able to see it and be close to it and um, watch it come to fruition. In large companies, many times you're a piece of something. Here, we've definitely learned, and I, I think we can talk about this, you know, you need to work with others within the organization. Um, it's a smaller organization, so you really get to um, get deeper into some of it and really see the fruits of your labor. And from that perspective, it's been really interesting to apply at the heart of everything um, that I've done, no matter what. Now I'm in marketing and I started in sales, but at the heart has always been the customer. So really, that's what I'm passionate about, really understanding the customer, really um, looking to to figure out you know, what it is that makes them tick in the B2B space, which by the way, is the only model I've been into. I've been in B2B uh, most of my career with some exception at Ford, where I was really trying to market out to the consumers based off of obviously a very consumer driven brand, but really just trying to understand what makes them tick, what, what, why they need to do business with us, uh, what it is that can make their lives easier. I think you're, you're interestingly poised. I mean, you have this background in sales, this background in marketing, a little bit of finance, a little bit of operations. I mean, you've got kind of all this experience in, in a lot of different areas. Now, now that really poises you to kind of lead some digital transformation and you know, kind of take the company down this journey. Can you walk us through that digital transformation journey you've been down since you joined the past couple of years? It's been fun. I just had a meeting this morning and we started to reflect on some of the things that we've been through just in the last six months. And so um, you know, what's been interesting is, you know, my journey started with really just kind of getting the lay of the land. And so spending some time within the business um, at our branches with our employees, really trying to understand our company and who we are. I spent a lot of time with other distributors. So pretty neat industry where they have lots of industry associations where people want to share. I've not been in industry, all industries that have been so willing and open to share. Um, and so taking advantage of that, meeting other folks within other distributors, both big and smaller than us. Um, and then I really did start to take a look at, you know, our manufacturer partners and where they were, um, just really trying to get this assessment of what needed to happen within the organization. And um, early on, right away, probably within my first 90 days, I assessed just the marketing organization that, that I was brought in to lead and really trying to figure out what the right roles were. And I, I found that a lot of distributors had either just started investing in marketing or hadn't yet been investing. And so using them as a benchmark was, was not that easy. So I started to build up, uh, especially modeling other businesses outside of the electrical distribution space uh, to take a look at what really leading marketing organizations are about, what types of roles, what types of talent that they're looking to bring in. And so really redefining and transforming marketing into what was traditional marketing. I happen to be blessed that I have a great team that um, really embraces change and wants to help the business grow through marketing and other efforts that they, they can drive. And so that was at the start of it. Now, now what I've had since day one has been leadership support. The leadership was committed to transformation. In fact, that was very much what they wanted to know that I was capable of doing um, when bringing me into the organization is how can I help them reach their customers differently? I've not had, I've been very lucky that I have not had to convince our leadership as the, to, to the direction that we needed to go. They were already bought in that 
the model of which we're, we're working within today, very personal relationships, very hands-on, it just isn't necessarily going to be realistic to what the customers need. They need information quickly. They, they need it when they want it. They need it, you know, when it's relevant to the project that they're working on. They may not need it between our hours of seven and five. They're changing and evolving. And so we need to change and evolve with them. And so I'm pretty fortunate that the leadership team already determined that when they brought me. And I think that's a big reason why you know, I was brought into the organization given my background and not that I was from electrical distribution. And so they were looking for something different and unique. And so, you know, our journey, I started calling it from day one, it, it really, uh, it really began to, to take a look at who are our customers and, and what do they need from us? What do they care about us? Where are they buying? How are they acting? How do they, you know, need to do business with us? And in distribution, Sometimes I'm like manufacturing, they're varied. And so today in, in our model, we reach out to contractors who do projects uh, and we reach out to engineers who may be looking to upgrade a plant in the next year. Those particular customers behave differently. They have different values. They buy from us differently. They, they need different things. And so really trying to educate the organization on who the key customers are, what do they care about, and then really trying to figure out the best way to get the biggest bang for the buck. We were really looking for our shortest putt. If you take a look at all of the digital mediums that we could reach our customer, our website, for instance, was eight years old. It was HTML, it couldn't be updated. Um, I had to have a coder actually be able to make any changes from it. So we knew that needed to be changed immediately. Um, social media, as an example, was a great way for us to reach the customers quickly and really inexpensively if you thoughtfully did it. And so we really reached out and started to take a look at um, being more effective in that realm. At the same time, we knew we had to replatform our e-commerce. Our existing base is more of a web ordering portal, and we knew that wasn't going to be sustainable. So at the same time, we were in parallel using a partner um, to basically identify the right software that we could do to upgrade our e-commerce experience. And, and that journey itself, you know, outside of some of the digital marketing upgrades and redefinition that we were doing within the organization, we launched a brand new website um, actually in July. We immediately got on social media. We started to do more relevant and effective email campaigns. But the e-commerce one has been I think one of the most complex because there are lots of choices in the market. We chose to find a project partner that would help us with the RFIs so that we wouldn't get bombarded. And so we used a partner who actually went and put together a proposal based off of the business requirements. We've talked to lots of customers. We talked to people internally. We did benchmarking to create a list of business requirements. And we took that to start exploring who we wanted to, to do business with who we thought would make a good partner for us in our journey. I do know that a lot of other distributors and other folks that I had talked to in this in B2B, you know, they really fell in love with a particular software and then tried to make it work for their business requirements. We were pretty adamant that we wanted to know uh, what we were seeking before we sought out what was going to fit that need. You know, we evaluated 25 different platforms and Quickly, we were able to get down to at least a dozen. And then from there, we started to take a look at capabilities and what really met what, what we were looking for. And it really, at the end, came down to two 
And we, we built out a lot of demos. We did testimonials. We talked to the, you know, existing users and existing customers. And, you know, we really were trying to be comprehensive in our choice because it gets to be less about the technology and more about your ability to execute on it and the application of it. And there's a lot to be said about just having a good partner to get get you to implementation and understanding your business and understanding some of the challenges you're having. And so this digital journey for the last two years um, has one, not been boring, um, and two, has just been something that's been extremely unique to our company. In fact, I would say that the initial efforts from modernizing our marketing to going to digital marketing to really getting into digitization has really transformed itself into an overarching business transformation where our leadership has taken a very front seat approach to uh, we need to more effectively go to market to meet our customers' needs. Ecom is just one of those things. It just happens to be e-commerce um, has really set the stage for how we want to provide value to our customers differently. But it's really been a true journey and one that is certainly a marathon and not a sprint because holy cow, I, I don't know that I would have I would have passed out by mile marker one at this point. So it's a lot of work, but very exciting. I feel like just hearing you talk about the last two years, like my head is spinning a little bit on how much you've done. That feels like 10 years of work condensed into two years and, and a lot of different activities. I mean, I'm just surprised by the breadth of work that you've you know, taken on. I mean, just this idea of all the marketing work that you've done, you know, the technology changes that you're making. And then, you know, on top of that, a massive you know, e-commerce replatform and really sort of, you know, positioning yourself to, you know, get that, that piece right going forward. What, you know, out of all this work that you've done, I'm sure, April, you've skinned your knees along the way. And I'm, I'm certain um, that you've probably had a ton of success. What, what have been some of the, just the really kind of key things that you've, you've learned through this process? Yeah, thanks. Um, Thanks for asking. I would say uh, bumps and bruises heal. And so you have to be ready uh, to take them on. And, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't and, know whether that's positive or negative. So you're saying yeah. there are bumps and bruises, but they do, uh, they do resolve themselves. <laughs> because you're learning the whole way. I mean, you have to really, uh, you have to embrace the business that you're in and meet it where it is. So you can have these grandiose ideas that you want to, you know, digitally deploy uh, this whole new mechanism for customers to do business with you. And, in app, and, and it sounds really good and it sounds easy, but in application, it's not. It, there's a lot of challenges. Technology is just at the very tip of what is challenges your business. Um, there's cross-departmental and cross-functional needs to get a project like e-commerce out and I would say that many of our businesses have not been, they've not been designed to work that way and not to the fault of those businesses. They've been created around silos and this organization needs to achieve this and this organization independently needs to achieve this. And some of these projects are the first time that we've really had to um, not just learn to work with one another, but to see each other's vantage points and to really rely on one another. And you're having shared goals for the first time. Uh, and some of the stuff that you need to get done is dependent on others doing it. And I, I don't know that all of our organizations have been equipped to manage that 
as effectively. And so the faster you can figure that out, that not one person owns this transformation, not one person owns this journey, we're all in it together. We win together, we lose together. And it's okay to say, hey, uh, we don't actually know how to do this. We haven't done it before. So let's find somebody who can help us do that. And I think admitting that is sometimes challenging to folks, especially in businesses, you know, the size of Warner, they've, they've built this based off of who they are and what they've been able to do. And, and they've done really, really well with the level of success that the company has seen. And now to change that model and to suggest we have to do things differently is sort of counterintuitive. And so change management becomes this driving force. It's sometimes way less about the technology and more how the people within the business can actually embrace it um, or if they see it as a potential threat. And that really impacts their need or interest to support it or to make it successful. Um, and I think that can't really be underestimated as to the impact um, that has. And I think sometimes it's making stuff take longer and then folks get discouraged. And I think you have to be okay with you're gonna get bumps and bruises. I think you have to be okay with stepping back and taking the time to explain to somebody uh, that what we're doing and the changes that are happening by bringing digital and technology to our workplace and our environment is to benefit the customer. And ultimately that benefits us as individuals who then can focus on you know, different things that the customer needs from us. What I have found is in most of those conversations, the individuals are more, they'd rather work on the stuff that brings more value to the customer. They don't wanna chase down a delivery date. They don't wanna chase down when the package went out. They don't wanna chase down a price or a timed delivery. They would be happy if the customer had that information at their fingertips because the customer is still gonna call with a more advanced question of, hey, uh, you know, how does this particular component interchange with this component and how could I go about getting this achieved through buying something from you? Those are the calls that people want to take and that's who we have equipped to take it. And instead they're chasing down those very tactical things that a digital platform can give you. But if you don't know what that's gonna look like in the future because you haven't experienced it before, it can be really, really scary. And so understanding that and meeting the organization where they are, meeting employees where they are and giving them you know, what, what they need to feel comfortable, I think can't be underestimated, but it takes a lot of time. If you're really forcing yourself into, we have to have this done in six months, think about the change management because it, if you don't allot for it, you may ineffectively skip over it. And I think you're gonna probably, it'll take you longer to implement in the long run. Um, I think the last thing is I really truly underestimated the value of IT and, and that seems counterintuitive when you talk about a technology project, but for us, our IT organization has done a good job. They make sure that we have computers, our help desk is here, no matter what I have as a problem, they'll solve it, they'll make sure my phones are working. But application development and, and doing more customer facing, you know, that's our B2C brethren have been doing it for a long time. In the B2B space, not so much. And so you can't underestimate this strong marriage between IT and marketing. Um, I've been to plenty of conferences that have figured it out because they are having IT leaders come at the same time as marketing leaders. And I just would say that this has not historically been a very strong partnership, not because you didn't want to, but because 
always hasn't been a necessity. Now, I do know plenty of organizations where there's actually animosity built up between the two organizations of IT and marketing. And the sooner you can get over that and the sooner that you can identify yourselves as partners is going to help because they're interchangeable. In order for some of the customer-facing applications to be delivered effectively, you have to have lots of organizations within the company part of it. But if your IT and your marketing organizations are not aligned, uh, you're going to have a much tougher time. This is so valuable. I think what, I mean, all of the elements that you talked about in terms of like change management, which has become a, a massive thread through every interview that I've given, so much so that like, I mean, it is sticking out as like, you know, the biggest challenge that, that people are talking about. You know, the key learnings have been, um, you know, people underestimating the amount of change management that they were going to have to to spend their time doing as part of, you know, digital transformation. This is not just a technology implementation. It's, a, it's an entire business change. You know, so much of this, um, what you're talking about, it it's interesting that you talk about this this marriage between IT and and marketing because I think you know that's another thing and and you've brought this out in our previous conversations that it's not necessarily a natural it's not necessarily a, ma- a natural marriage um, for you know marketing and IT to talk to each other and and you're seeing you know I'm at least seeing that you know good IT departments are really starting to be sensitive and understanding the needs of sort of the application development um, needs of, of the marketing organization and good marketers are starting to become much more technical. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a lot of times on the phone with marketing and I, I, I feel like I'm talking with it uh, because of the fact that they've really, um, you know, marketers are really sort of stepping up their game in terms of their technology understanding. And, and I, you know, I've seen that within your team, and within other organizations that, that, that the marketing organizations are really getting well-versed with technology, um, which is, is becoming incredibly valuable for the organization overall. So it's the first time in my career, Jari, that I've seen uh, marketing leaders become IT leaders. Um, I, couldn't just, I couldn't think of anything further from my career path 20 years ago as far as you know a direction you'd see marketers going. And I, I don't think it's a bad thing you know, there's lots of ways to skin a cat and they can, you can, you know, attempt to do it uh, either by learning it on your own or finding partnership. I've seen plenty of organizations from a manufacturing perspective where they get frustrated with IT. And so they just bring the the resources in-house within their own department and sort of go around IT. And I would say, I, I think that's a longer path to take too. And so I, I would really suggest that you embrace it. Um, you learn enough to keep up as a marketer. If you want to learn more, great. Leverage and rely on your IT partners who have technical capabilities and knowledge that will be valuable. I've actually spent a lot of time with CIOs and other technology leaders and other companies trying to figure some of this stuff out just so I could help the organization identify you know, some of the gaps that we had from a competency perspective and technology skill set. Uh, I didn't ever intend to bring those folks within my organization from a marketing perspective. I just wanted the organization to have them so that we could be effective together. There's lots of ways to do it. I think um, it's evident to me in talking with lots of different companies 
and different marketers and different technology leaders, IT leaders. I don't know that B2B has figured it out. I don't know that there is one cookie cutter approach that any one of us has figured out. I think the, the good news is that you can do it lots of different ways. The bad news is you can do it lots of different ways. And I think that's what's been really challenging. And um, you got to figure out what's best for your organization. But the sooner you can figure out that IT is a critical partner, the better. Trying to circumvent them is not going to help, I think, from that perspective. And so there's lots of critical folks within the organization, and the change management comes in all different directions, part of which is not just getting people to see the value of the technology, but also to understand that who once maybe didn't seem like a partner needs to be a partner, and you got to figure it out in order to be successful together. You know, to some degree, I, I think about this like a marriage, right? I mean, it's, it's you have two really different sort of organizations, two different styles, communication backgrounds, you know, work backgrounds, and, and you're kind of coming together for a common purpose. And, and you have to you have to communicate, you have to learn, you know, the other sort of objectives and goals. And, and you really have to collaborate towards, you know, a common a common goal. And, and that, I think, is what digital transformation is has seems like it has really been a good forcing function for your organization to kind of you know get the organization collaborating around goals and objectives centered around customer experience and and I think you know it is the customer experience that that with all of this change management it's about updating refreshing the customer experience in, in a way that they want to be um, treated in a way that they want to be interacted with through the the purchase process and and through the customer journey. It didn't seem like you had a a large B two B e commerce presence before you kind of took on this this larger e commerce initiative. I talked to a lot of people who are on the fence about whether they should invest in B two B e commerce or or just continue uh, down their current path of a very small or no digital footprint. And I'm just curious what your advice would be to to people in this process or, or that are considering making this investment? Yeah, I, I think it's that's a fair assessment to say that it hasn't been a big part of our organization. I was brought in specifically to bring e-commerce to the business. So I was surprised to find out that we have been doing it for over five years. Now, e-commerce, I think, would be a very loose term to call what we're doing. We have a web ordering portal. So many of the early adopters in the B2B, from what I could tell, decided early on they needed a mechanism for customers to be able to place orders. That to me is not B2B e-commerce. So we have a web ordering portal where, yep, customers can go and place orders. So in order for us to do what I would define as fully e-commerce, we had to really embrace and understand all the customer needs. It's more than just placing an order. It's getting information that helps them make their decision, but it's also transactional information that helps make their jobs easier. Being able to order online is just one piece of that. Now, if you have data issues and you have other problems that the customer can't find what you're selling, you're not making it any easier for them. And, and that's really been our situation is we put a web ordering portal in place, which was, I wouldn't say an extension of our ERP, but it was tied to our ERP. So in essence, our customers, if they wanted to order from us, really had to understand the language of our ERP in order to effectively find something. That's not a customer experience at all. That's, that's an overlay of our ERP and our customer being able to order from it. You know, if you're on the fence about, if you're in a B2B space, I would take a hard and fast look at your competitive landscape and see who's knocking at your door. And perhaps the obvious one might be Amazon, because that's 
who's knocking at most people's door. But even aside from them, there are plenty of other folks who have built up business models, probably in your space, that doesn't require a brick and mortar, may not even require a sales organization, might not require that relationship, it, but it provides the customer with what they need when they need it. And I would say, if you're on the fence, the reality of it is it's not going away. More and more people are buying online in their personal lives, and that is bleeding into their business lives. And they need information at their fingertips, and everybody is doing more with less. And so technology is a way for us to build productivity and efficiencies for not only our own businesses, but our customers' businesses. And the sooner you can embrace that, the sooner that a justification of something to the magnitude of e-commerce will be easier to understand. I wouldn't say that it's a cost of doing business. I would say that it's a mandatory requirement to do business. And I don't know what fence there is to be on, unfortunately, and unless you're at the luxury of being able to, you know, retire in five years and sunset your company, then, you know, I think you might be safe to stay with your existing model. You know, we've been in business for 100 years and we plan to be in business for at least 100 more. And the customers who started doing business with us 60 plus years ago, they're grandchildren are taking over, right? Some of their just children are taking over. And unfortunately, they aren't looking to build a relationship with my account manager. They want to have information at their fingertips when it's appropriate. And that might be uncomfortable for us. And most of us who have come in from the B2B space believe that that relationship is king. And I, I am the first to say it certainly is. Everything we know about our customer everything we provide to them is way more valuable than what an Amazon can do in a two-click purchase. But the reality of it is their days are getting shorter. They're having to do more. We have to give them what they need in order to keep them as a customer. I think the decision might feel like a hard one, and it certainly isn't, I think, an easy process. But I really think the harder decision is, do you want to stay in business or not? That seems very harsh, I think. But Unfortunately, it, it, it feels to me like the reality of where we're heading. People want information and they want to be able to purchase, um, whether it's for their home or whether it's for their business. And we need to be able to provide them a platform to do that in order to stay relevant and in order to continue to have that relationship with them. This is really uh, great. And, and I, I think that's a great sort of closing perspective. I, I, it's interesting, you know, I've been at a handful of companies where, you know, the person leading this initiative, you know, companies that are 100, 200, 300 million in revenue, been around for 50, 75 years, you know, and, and the person walking me out at the end of the meeting says, you know, if we really don't, if we don't do this, we're going to be out of business in five years. And that, I mean, you saying that is... That sounds really provocative, and and but that's not the first time I've heard that. That's actually a really common sentiment, I think, in the industry for people that are looking ahead at not just what Amazon is doing, but what competitors are doing. And and your your industry may be growing at you know ten, twelve percent, or five percent, or twenty percent, whatever that is. But the tectonic shifts that are happening underlying in that market of where people are buying they're shifting pretty dramatically to where there's going to be over the next five years, 
big winners and big losers in every industry where um, you see, you know, distributors and manufacturers that get this right, that are going to look more like technology companies in terms of growth and companies that, that don't invest in this are going to go out of business. That that's the perspective that, that we're seeing in the market is just that people that are getting this change management right across the organization are going to be the ones that, that are the big winners, you know, beyond the technology, uh, you know, getting the organization aligned for the future. Our president had said it best to our organization. You can choose to get disrupted or you can be the disruption. Um, you got to decide which side of the fence you're going to be on, I guess. That's great. Well, with that, um, April, thank you so much for spending Thanks, time sorry. with me today. Um, and uh, I really appreciate your perspective and always a pleasure talking. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. To get the latest updates on Oro Commerce and access to the latest episodes, follow us on Twitter at Oro Commerce. Also, be sure to check us out at oroinc.com slash e-commerce dash podcast for more episodes.